Welcome to the Later in Life Planning Show with Patrick Colley, brought to you by Keystone Elder Law, right here on News Radio WHP 580. Now, here's your host, Patrick Colley. Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. If you joined me last time, I had Dr. Patty Aguilera from Penn State Harrisburg on the show to talk about emotional well-being in the later years of life, and I really liked the way that conversation wrapped up. It wrapped up with the concept of interdependence, meaning you don't get anywhere in life unless you're constantly looking for ways to help other people. And of course, at the same time, you have to be willing to accept support and support and help from other people. So in the vein of constantly trying to find ways to help other people, we at Keystone Elder Law have this show. We have weekly webinars, workshops that we offer. You can go to KeystoneElderLaw.com and use the workshops tab to get registered for the next workshop on asset protection, estate planning, how long-term care works and how to pay for it. We're trying to offer educational resources to help the people in our community. And today we have another uh, episode with a guest. We've had many episodes with guests who fill out the rest of the story, the rest of the later in life plan for our listeners, for our clients. I can tell you all day long about asset protection for the middle class. I can tell you about what your estate planning can be doing for you, but there's a whole lot more that you need to know for the later years of life. Actually, today we have the first time ever we're having a return guest. They they did such a good job the first time we had them come back, but there's a timing to it that's very important. Back in May, and for those of you listening on the podcast, it was episode 18. It was called The ABCs of Medicare. There was a special focus on the different parts of, of Medicare, the types of, of plan you could have for Medicare, uh, your health insurance at the after uh the age of 65 and and we had a special focus for those of you who are still working um, and you're comparing your your company provided benefits with your Medicare plans. So my guests were Bob Pease and Tessa Broski from the Alera group. Well, Bob and Tessa were gracious enough to come back because this this period that's coming up between October and December every year is important for Medicare purposes. So Bob and Tessa from the Alera Group, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having us, Patrick. So, tell me about you know I, I just I just gave away some of the some took away some of your thunder, but this October through December period every year, what what's going on? Sure, thank you. Yes, so every year October fifteenth through December the seventh, those folks who have been enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan or a standalone prescription drug plan can now look at the changes that they're going to be faced with for the next upcoming year, starting January the 1st, 2024. So at this time of the year is when they should be receiving information from their insurance carriers, letting them know, hey, here's your current plan. Here are the changes to your current plan. And if you'd like to review other plans to see if you might want to make some changes this year. This is called the annual enrollment period or AEP. And this is the one time a year that these folks can make a plan change for the upcoming year. So here we are at the end of September. You're telling me people should be getting some sort of notice that, that, uh, 
that we're, in, we're entering this annual enrollment period. You have an opportunity to make some changes if you want to, and, and it might not make sense to. It might make sense to, we'll get into why or why not, but you're telling me people should be receiving some sort of notice if they're already on Medicare. Yep, that is correct. So every year, the insurance carriers are required to send the beneficiaries or policyholder a letter called the ANOC letter. It's called the Annual Notice of Change. And that's set up by CMS, which is the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services, and they have to outline the changes to the individual's policies. And then that alerts them to say, oh, this is my plan. I did like my plan. There's nothing changing. I can stay on my plan. Or maybe, wow, you know, the plan didn't work real well for me this past year, so I'm glad I was notified. I can now sit down with my agent or my broker and make some changes. So that's the purpose of this time of the year. And the return address on whatever envelope shows up is going to be who? Well, typically it's the insurance carrier they're with. So the, so the insurance carriers will send a letter out to all their policyholders. We as a brokerage service also send out our own letter to our clients and we let them know, hey, you're going to be getting your annual notice of change and please keep an eye out for that. However, your opportunity to make a change is October the 15th through December the 7th. Please give us a call when you have questions or if you'd like to review your prescription drug plans to see if there are any changes and to see if there are some plans out there that might meet your needs if your needs have already changed or something for the upcoming year. That, this is good because if if the listeners have any experience similar to mine, you open up your mail and it's just one piece of, of junk after another, but buried in there can be something that's worth its weight in gold. And I would put something like this in that category, which is why I wanted people to be on the lookout uh, this month for, for something that, that could have considerable influence on, on their health care in the coming year. Yep, that is correct. I just had a, actually, I had a call today. I received a call from one of my clients and she said, hey, I want to look at my benefits for next year. I've heard some things about some of the advertisements. I'd like to see if they're available for me. And I asked her, I said, well, did you get your annual notice of change letter? She goes, oh, I don't think I received that yet. And she goes, well, but I did get this packet and it told me my premium's going up <laughs> by a couple of dollars. I said, that's your annual that's notice the one. of change. So sometimes... Patrick, you're correct. It gets buried in the paperwork that you get. So be on the lookout for it or, you know, give your broker or your agent a call. They can help help you with that as well. And and during this annual enrollment period, just to, to sort of make very clear what we're talking about, you can, uh, it, let's say you had a, a Medicare Advantage plan, maybe you had a Part D plan for prescription drugs. These are all things that you can either add or drop, or you can you can totally rework, rework your plan if necessary. Yep, that is correct. This is the time of the year where you get your annual enrollment period. This is the time when it's open for you to look at the different plan designs that have come out. Now, they're not out just yet. They'll be out in October. So your broker will be able to start talking with you about those plan changes after October the 1st. And then you can make plan changes starting October the 15th and ending on December the 7th. And you can take a look at any of the new plans that are out there or the changes to the plans to see if there's a plan that might meet your needs this coming year. And just, I'm just curious, when somebody gets this letter and they, they, you know, you said that the person who you spoke with indicated some sort of premium change, what are typically 
the the changes that could be coming up if you just stayed the course and did nothing? Sure. So what'll ha- what will happen is your current insurance provider will list your current coverage in a column. There's typically two or three columns on this letter. And then one column will be your current coverages, like your co-payments or your deductibles and what have you. And they should match what your current plan is. And then in the next column, it'll have the changes if there are any. In many cases, there aren't changes. Sometimes there's only one or two changes. So it really behooves someone to go through line by line and pick up any of the differences. And the insurance company is required to make them known to you. They have to outline them for you in that letter. So they should be pretty apparent as to what's changing. Okay. So if somebody is thinking about making a change, so let's say they look at those two columns, they see what their current plan is. Maybe they're thinking about some uh, things that have gone wrong in the last year. Maybe their health changed. Maybe their lifestyle changes. They're, I don't know, doing more traveling or anything like that. But what what are they? What are some of the factors that people should be considering? So every year, lifestyles change, like you said. And there are folks that may have lived in their the area where they retired from, and they've been in that area for a long time. And maybe this is the year that they have decided, you know what, we'd like to be closer to our children or maybe our grandchildren, and they're states away. So this is a really good time because once you geographically leave where your policy was written and you relocate to a new area outside of the immediate area where your policy was set up, you have to change plans. So this would be a good time of the year that if someone is wanting to move, we could look at different plans and different areas for them. Okay. So then I guess if you're presenting these different plans, um, how does how does that to describe the process? Because I understand that, especially if you're looking at Medicare Advantage or if you're looking at a Part D drug, uh, prescription drug plan, there's going to be levels of you know there are ratings, there are there's quality, or is it really across? Is that an across the board thing, or is it really does it depend on the lifestyle factors or the the circumstances of the person you're talking to? So everybody's circumstances are different. Even the two people that are, let's say, a a married couple. And we find this many times that his circumstances could be different than her circumstances. And two separate policies are required to meet each other's needs because of their doctors or prescriptions. So when you sit down with someone, it's really, really important to figure out what their specific needs are, what their specific challenges are. Uh, Maybe they've had a surgery this past year, and now there's new prescription medications. So this time of the year is a really good time to evaluate the other drug plans or the other Medicare Advantage plans to see if the drug formularies have uh, would accommodate your needs more than the other ones that maybe you were on. Let's pick up on that point after we come back from the break. This is the Later in Life Planning Show. I'm Patrick Cawley. I'm your host. My guest today is Bob Pease from the Alera Group, and as well as Tessa Broski from the Alera Group. You can reach Bob at 717-574-2448 with questions about your Medicare plan. We'll be back to talk to Bob and Tessa more about this Medicare annual enrollment plan in a moment here on News Radio WHP 580. Now, more of the Later in Life Planning Show here on News Radio WHP 580. 
We are back on the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. I'm your host, Patrick Cauley. My guests today are Tessa Broski and Bob Pease from the Alera Group. They are all things Medicare, and we are entering an important part of the year where maybe you need to make some changes to the Medicare plan that you have, and they're going to guide you through it. You can always reach out to Bob Pease at 717-574-2448. But Bob and Tessa, before the break, we were talking about the factors. Number one, you're going to, you know, if people are listening, they might be getting a letter, that annual notice that there there could be some changes coming in certain aspects of their Medicare plan. And then we were, we were talking about some of the factors they might want to consider. And Bob, I didn't mean to cut you off going to a break, but we do need to keep the uh, commercial advertisers happy. So, uh, pick it back up when you were talking about the prescription drugs and the the formulary and tell people what that is. Sure. So uh, a, a formulary is a list of drugs that the insurance carrier puts out every year. And one of the things that's really important is when you sit down with someone to look at the drugs that they are taking and then compare them against the formulary that the insurance carrier is offering. Because each of the drugs is covered differently. There are certain tiers on the prescription drug plan that affect how a medication might cost someone. And when we sit down each year, one of the first questions we ask is, has your prescription drugs changed for the year? Are you on anything new? Or did you maybe come off some some prescription drugs? We found that out to be very true as well. And if you're off a prescription drug, then that could change how your formulary reacts to your different plans sure so it's in other words it's just tailoring the plan Mm -hmm. to the person's needs and if you're if you even anticipate that you're going to have to start taking a new medication that's that's a good thing to bring up in the conversation to make sure you have a plan that's going to cover it yep absolutely and one of the things that we offer as a brokerage service is during the year we are always available so let's say that you do renew in January of 2024 and something happens to you in June and you pick up a new medication, well, you can call us and we can do an analysis to let you know how your current plan will handle that drug throughout the rest of the year and then what to look for maybe in the following year when the new information is released. Got it. And Tessa, I haven't brought you into the conversation yet, and and I know you have so much to offer on this subject as well. So turning to you, you know, I have questions for you because I know that, you know, when we get into these uh, Medicare Advantage plans especially, so people might know that as Part C instead of traditional Part A, Part B. So now we're getting into private insurers, and I just, I've, I'm wondering about how do we know the the difference from one private insurer to another i know in my office at keystone elder law people want to know the quality difference between one long-term care insurance provider or another and i can sort of draw an experience that i've seen clients have and give a little bit of feedback but how do you how do you provide that feedback of of how one carrier performs versus another Absolutely. So actually, Medicare makes it pretty easy for us to compare one versus another as far as quality goes. Of course, you know, Bob mentioned earlier, you want to compare, you know, co-pays for the services that you use most. The plan you choose should have the most affordable co-pays for the things that you need. So that's one really important factor. But uh, in order to measure quality specifically, um, 
the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, the CMS, they actually administer what's called a star rating per plan. So how they get that star rating is basically they use information from member claims, member complaints, uh, information they gather from member satisfaction surveys, and they take all of that feedback and they, they assign a star rating to the plan based on that information. So what these ratings are going to help you do is compare plans based on the quality and performance. I always recommend looking for plans that have at least four stars. And the reason for that is if your plan earns at least four stars, they're going to receive additional quality bonus payments from Medicare. So a lot of times we'll get questions from beneficiaries where they say, you know, I don't understand how my Medicare Advantage plan can offer me such low co-pays, but my premium is also very low or, or could even be zero. Well, that's why, because the better your plan is and the better it's treating its members, the higher the star rating and the higher the reimbursement they get from Medicare. So to sum up, it's in the health plan's best interest to keep you happy and healthy because they'll be reimbursed more for your membership. So the star rating helps increase your benefits without increasing costs. That's fantastic. And and what I'm hearing throughout all of this is, I mean, number one, you're taking advantage by speaking to you or Bob. A person could take advantage of, of tapping into what other people out there in the world have already experienced, but coming always back to the experience of the individual. I mean, we've already talked about how if your personal medications are going to change, well, that's relevant. So regardless of the star rating of one carrier, we you know we want to come back to what is the kind of plan you need. Um, and what are some other factors that, that somebody would consider keeping in mind that they could have a great carrier that has a four-star rating, uh, but but we want the benefits to be appropriate for what their needs are going to be? You got it. So a couple of things I think people should definitely look at. Bob mentioned travel earlier and, you know, potentially wanting to visit relatives. Uh, If you are going to be seeking routine care outside of your area, maybe right now you're on an HMO, which a lot of times might give you access to all the regional providers, but not necessarily out of network access. So you want to compare HMOs versus PPOs. PPOs do give you some out-of-network coverage, and a lot of Medicare Advantage plans these days also have travel programs, even if they are HMOs, where they have a nationwide network. So that's one factor you want to look at. You know, who can I see and where can I see them? Um, Another factor is, let's say you go get physical therapy two, three times a week. Well, your current plan is charging you $20 a visit. That is you know, not that expensive when we're talking about one visit, but when we're talking about two, three times a week, it really adds up. So maybe there's a plan coming for 2024 that offers physical therapy for $10 or $5 a visit, and that can be significant savings for you. Um, And of course, Bob mentioned, when you look up the drugs, if one carrier is classifying a drug as a tier three medication, which is higher price, And another is classifying it as a tier two medication, which is typically lower. Um, That's a big factor, too, to look at what your drugs will cost you throughout the entire year. So, you know, I always recommend talk to a broker, tell them what your needs are, 
And what they can show you is a plan that A, has a great star rating, B, meets all your drug needs, and C, has low co-pays for the services that you use the most. That's a lot of great information. And, and I'm, I'm just sort of uh, trying to decide which good point I should pick up and run with here. So number one, I'll just start where you left off. Uh, to clarify for anybody listening, uh, Bob Pease and Tessa Broski with the Alera Group, A-L-E-R-A, you are brokers. So it's not like when I'm driving down the road and I see an advertisement from a particular carrier talking about their Medicare plan. I mean, you're you're sort of looking at all the plans and you're not really beholden to one or the other. Am I right about that? Yes, that Patrick, that is correct. So to say that you represent all of the plans um, <clears throat> may not be exactly correct, but we are licensed with a lot of the plans in the area. And when we sit down with someone, we can show them all of the available plans because we have resources that we can um, show them and help them understand that. And we're not just dedicated to one insurance carrier. As a matter of fact, when we sit down with someone, we're not in a position to actually recommend carriers as this one carrier over another. We try to understand what the individual's needs are and then show them plans, multiple plans from multiple carriers, and then help them select one that best fits their needs. Thank you for putting a finer point on that. And those tiers that that Tessa was just talking about, um, I'm not sure we went through in particular and and defined tiers, but it's everything from one tier being for prescription drugs on up to uh, or to generic drugs. Uh, There's there's different price points, in other words. Correct. So the Medicare plans are set up where they have to have five tiers on their plans. And those tiers start off with one is preferred generic drugs. Tier two is the generic drugs. Tier three is the preferred name brand drugs. Four is the non-preferred name brand drugs, and tier five is the specialty drugs. So it's each plan has to have those. A lot of factors to consider as we go into this fall's annual enrollment uh, period with Medicare. More with the Alera Group on Medicare when we come back. You're listening to the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law on News Radio WHP 580. Welcome back to the Later in Life Planning Show on News Radio WHP 580. Here's Patrick Colley. We're back on the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. I'm your host, Patrick Cauley. My guests today are Bob Pease and Tessa Broski from the Alera Group. If you're hearing this great information about Medicare and changes you might want to make between October and December this year to your Medicare plan, give Bob a call. Bob Pease can be can be uh, reached at 717-574-2448. Now, one thing that I know that has been in the news recently, Bob and Tessa, is this, uh, this uh, apparently for the first time, which is a bit astonishing, but for the first time, Medicare is actually negotiating prices with drug companies. Tell me about how this came about. What's the likely impact on people listening to the show? Yes. Uh, actually, there's going to be a, a pretty significant impact in 2025. So most of you are probably familiar with or at least have heard about the coverage gap on Part D or what we refer to as the dreaded donut hole. 
What that means is we were just talking about drug tiers, uh, tiers one through five. Tiers four and five are uh, non-preferred brand name drugs and specialty drugs, and they're very expensive. And the retail cost of the drug is actually what puts you in the coverage gap and will really spike the cost of your drugs. And unfortunately, if you go into the coverage gap and your drug costs spike, there is currently no uh, maximum out-of-pocket limit on your spending, meaning you'll just keep paying those higher rates until the year resets. So the donut hole for those folks who are on uh, brand name drugs, that can be a scary thing. Um, What they've done, however, the Inflation Reduction Act on August 16th of 2022, it was signed into law. And among the many provisions of the bill, uh, there are several aimed at lowering healthcare costs for Americans. Um, For Medicare beneficiaries, this means that they've negotiated drug prices with the drug manufacturers. And unfortunately, not for 2024, but for 2025, they've added a yearly cap on your out-of-pocket prescription drug costs, meaning you'll never spend more in a year than $2,000 on your prescriptions. Now, for those of you taking a couple of generic drugs, you may think, well, that's way more than I currently spend. Well, you're, you know, you'll still probably spend very little on your generic drugs. But those of you who are on some more expensive brand name drugs, you know that this is going to be significant cost savings uh, because once you're in that donut hole, uh, the, the cost of the drug really goes up. And, and this, this cap will improve the quality of so many people's lives um, by limiting their their spending on co-pays to $2,000 for the total year. That does sound now, pretty it, significant, Tessa. And I've been trying to, ever since this started hitting the news, I've been trying to keep up on what drugs are we talking about. I think the bottom line is what you have said. The most important thing is, well, there's a cap. So if there's some wildly expensive uh, name brand drug, well, you know, you're protected against how, whatever that, that cost would be. But do you have any sense of what what are we talking about? Are they very, like drugs affecting very common conditions or are these sort of for the, the people who have maybe something unusual going on and we shouldn't allow that to drive them into poverty because of the cost of the medication they need? No, it can be very common. It can be some very common uh, conditions um, there are certain new drugs that are life-saving for uh, heart conditions, for example, um, that are still in the phase where there's only a brand available rather than a generic. And so those are putting people into the donut hole, but they're so important to them, they're paying those prices. Other um, you know, people, the people I feel the worst for when it comes to prescription drugs, people with MS, which is pretty common, people with rheumatoid arthritis their drugs can be very, very expensive. Um, so this this change in 2025 is going to be significant relief for them. So the negotiation takes time, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's hope on the horizon is what you're saying. Correct. Right. We got to stick it out for one more year in 2024. And then in 2025, there'll be a lot of financial relief for your drug costs. Great. And Bob, I have a question about, you know, we've been talking about this AEP, the the annual enrollment period, and 
If people listened to the last episode where the two of you provided such great information back in May of 2023, uh, we covered Part A, Part B, the Medicare Advantage plans, and and if you're currently working, how does how does your employer-based coverage compare against Med- Medicare? Now, if if people have chosen Medicare Advantage, so they they have a Part C plan, which I I think. Uh, if I can dumb it down to a, a one soundbite, it's there's more flexibility, maybe. Um, so if they have that, is there a similar concept as far as you know uh, an enrollment period where you can make changes just to the Medicare Part C plan? Yes, there is. <clears throat> there's one more period that uh, happens right after the first of the year, and that goes from January the first through March the thirty first. And that's called OEP, <clears throat> OEP, and that's Open Enrollment Period. Now, this is a little-known um, fact, but it is available, and you won't hear it advertised anywhere. But it's something that should be important to folks because let's say that they spend some time during the AEP, the Annual Enrollment Period, and they look at some plans, and they choose one out of the three finalist plans that were available to them. And January comes along, and they get into the middle of January, and they start thinking, boy, you know, I think I might have wanted that other plan that I was shown. Well, they have one opportunity during this January the 1st through March the 31st to make one change, and um, that change would be effective on the first of the following month and the month they make it, and then they're with that plan change then the rest of the year. I call it sort of like a get out of jail card free that if you kind of think that maybe the plan you had second thoughts or buyer's remorse. So again, this is uh, coverage that would be effective on the first of the following month. And um, it's only if you have a uh, Medicare Advantage plan. That's the the plans that you can change during this period. Right. So if you're on traditional Part A, Part B, that this January 1 to the end of March period, OEP does not apply. This is just your Medicare Part C Advantage plan. Correct. And I guess to take a step back to sort of summarize what we've gone over so far in the show, everybody should be aware of the AEP. So between October and and December, you're taking a look at your whole plan. You're anticipating what the two of you were talking about with possible changes in your travel itinerary. Uh, and whether your network is appropriate, taking advantage of maybe uh, looking at changes in uh, prescription drug needs and and the formulary that might be appropriate. But if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan, you also have this January 1st to March 31st period to think about your Part C Medicare Advantage plan. Correct. And one thing, too, is if you have enrolled at a Medicare Advantage plan and decide that you only want to go and have original Medicare Part A and Part B. You can actually go back to original Medicare during this period of time. Okay, so oh, okay, so you're 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 thinking. Look, uh, not only do I not like my Medicare Part C Advantage plan that I'm on now, I want to go to traditional A and B. Mm-hmm. And okay, and and I've heard it said. I don't know, you know, what what your level of expertise would have to say about this. But if you are, uh, you know, the the Part A Part B plan. Uh, might be preferable if you anticipate your health not being as good in the future, whereas if you have an, a, a Part C plan, your Medicare Advantage, that's when you're still relatively healthier and you want you know, you know, want some flexibility. Maybe you want vision coverage or something like that. Is that a gross oversimplification or is it relatively accurate? No, it's relatively accurate. But again, one of the things that we 
talk a lot about to our clients is we really explain what Part A and Part B does and let them know that here are the holes in Part A and Part B. Here sure. are the costs that could come out of your pocket. So rarely do we have someone really just foregoing their Medicare Advantage enrollment and simply going back to uh, and, and um, Medicare Part A and Part B. That's that's rare, but it, it can happen. Sure. There's a lot of details here. And I'm sorry, Tessa, go ahead. So I think what you were referencing, Patrick, is someone who may use their services a lot might be on original Medicare A and B as their primary insurance and choose a Medicare supplement instead of a Medicare Advantage plan. Aha. Uh -huh. So I'm crossing my wires here on <laughs> Medicare terminology. Thank you for that clarification. You know, and there's there's so many uh, we're going to, I think, after a break, talk about all of the, the messaging, which can be overwhelming. It can be confusing. There's all of these various terms and making sense of the messaging that comes at us through the various media media. We'll talk about that in a moment when we come back from a break. This is the Later in Life Planning Show sponsored by Keystone Elder Law on News Radio WHP 580. It's the Later in Life Planning Show here on News Radio WHP 580. Now, your host, Patrick Colley. We're back on the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. I'm your host, Patrick Colley. My guests today are Bob Pease and Tessa Broski from the Alera Group. And you, if you recognize these voices, if you recognize all this great information, it's because this is the second time they've been on the show, the first guests to do that. And it was back in May when we talked about the basics of Medicare. Today, we're talking about entering into that October to December period where everybody ought to take a look at the, the notice they get in the mail and think about uh, changes coming up, not only to their personal circumstances, but the costs of the current Medicare plan they're on so that they can make some some changes. Now, Bob and Tessa, you know, I, I sort of alluded to this earlier, but you know, you drive down the road and you see the billboards or you turn on TV and you see the commercials. There's a lot of marketing around this, there, which tells me there must be, you know, a lot of, I mean, well, healthcare spending. That's, that doesn't shock anybody. There's a lot of money in healthcare. Uh, but how to make sense of all of the marketing that you see, how to sift through the messages that you're receiving have you have the two of you seen the kind of marketing that I see on Medicare and and how do you help people understand the messages coming their way? Oh yes, we've seen it. So, <laughs> uh, one of the hardest things about choosing a Medicare plan is finding a broker or a representative that you trust. Um, you know because and there, and there are ways to do that. Um, I'll, I'll use the example on TV for the last couple of years, we've seen Jimmy Walker, Joe Namath, William Shatner, all talking about, um, you know, we're, we're promising to put money back into your social security check each month with all these great benefits. Well, and, and Captain and Kirk is not going to lie to you, Tessa. I mean, come on. <laughs> so what they do in those commercials is they take all of the really strong benefits from umpteen different plans and they kind of lump them all into one message so you it makes the beneficiary think that there's a plan out there that can give me all these bells and whistles and and it's it's pretty misleading now when they say that you can put money back into your social security check that is true there are ways to do that 
Um, first and foremost, uh, people who qualify for medical assistance, which is based on your income and assets, they may not have to pay for Part B. So that is worth investigating if you, um, you know, if your income has changed significantly, you would want to go to, you know, your state medical assistance um, and and see if you qualify for some help paying for Part B. And for listeners, medical assistance, of course, is what we call Medicaid in Pennsylvania. So we're talking about low income, low assets, and so forth. And sometimes, of course, you hear me on this show talking about medical assistance or Medicaid in the context of long-term care, not not everything we're talking about on this show, which is how do you go see your doctor and so forth. But that's a, a deliberate attempt to keep money in your family and uh, bring down your assets to qualify for a specific type of Medicaid or medical assistance. But I, I think now, Tessa, we are talking about there are the so-called um, dual eligible people who just already, without the help of someone helping them uh, reallocate assets, they just don't have any assets. So they might, right. you're, you're absolutely right, they, they might right off the bat be eligible for Medicaid. Right, in which case uh, their Medicaid helps them pay for their Part B. And so rather than having your Part B premium come out of your Social Security check every month, it, they would put that back in. You're not paying for it. So, yes, that's one way um, that you can get money put back into your Social Security check. And you mentioned dual eligibles. Folks who are eligible for that, they're eligible for a dual special needs plan um, that's really going to reduce or eliminate their cost sharing and, and help them with some costs. Now, that's a niche market, though. That's not for everybody. So the commercial can be a bit misleading in that way. There are, however, some Medicare Advantage plans that do not require you to have Medicaid that offer what's called a Part B premium reduction. However, we talked about, you know, selecting a plan that meets your needs, meaning it has right co-pays for the services that you use the most, and it has the drug coverage you need. So you want to proceed with caution when you look at plans that offer a Part B premium reduction. Because if they are, you know, giving you money back for Part B, there may be a sacrifice somewhere else on the plan. So you only want to select a plan with a Part B premium reduction if the rest of the benefits meet your needs. So be very careful with that. Um, A perfect example is there are a lot of Medicare Advantage-only plans that do not include prescription drug coverage that offer a Part B premium reduction. Um, that Part B premium reduction is, is, can be significant, but that plan doesn't have any drug coverage. Most of us need our drug coverage through Medicare, in which case we need to choose what's called an MAPD, Medicare Advantage Prescription Drug Plan. Um, so that won't work for your typical Medicare beneficiary. Now, people who are veterans and they get drug coverage through the VA or people who are enrolled in the state pharmaceutical assistance program, Maybe one of those plans without drug coverage would work for them. But again, talk to your broker and make sure, um, you know, you're selecting the plan that works for you overall. So just to sum up, getting money put back into your Social Security check, although there's ways, it's not as easy as they make it sound on TV. And you may or may not benefit from that reduction based on your personal circumstances. And Bob, turning to you, you know, Tessa has talked about you You ask your broker. I mean, you're a broker. So when people right. call you, and we've sort of alluded to this, 
you're looking around at various mm-hmm. options for somebody. Um, echo that, echo Tess, Tessa's comments or, or add to them however you like. But, but the important, tell me about the importance of working with someone you trust. Sure. And we get folks who walk into our office and they say, hey, my buddy or my neighbor is on XYZ plan. That's the plan I want. And they don't have any idea if that plan meets their needs or not. So I'll say, hey, I'm happy to show you that plan. However, while we're doing it, let's look at a couple other plans that might fit your needs too. But this is after I've spent 10 or 15 minutes asking them certain questions and getting a sense of their lifestyle and helping them understand what maybe that plan is good for that individual. But for you, this plan over here might fit your needs uh, more appropriately. And we've talked a lot about today about Medicare Advantage plans and prescription drug programs because I know we're in that annual enrollment period. But it was interesting. I had a couple come into my office last week, and uh, this gentleman is aging into Medicare for a, a December, and he's looking at his options, and he knew that I handled it. So I said, yeah, sure, come on in. And we go through an educational process first before we show anybody any plans. And his wife has aged into Medicare last year, and she went directly to an insurance carrier and got a plan that uh, she said fit her needs last year. And it was interesting, as I was going through my presentation to this gentleman, I could see that her eyes were kind of like perking up. And I said, so you're getting something out of the presentation? I was trying to pat myself on the back a little, but she goes, yeah. I said, last year, she said, I didn't hear any of those other options that are available to me. And Medicare is more than just Medicare Advantage or prescription drugs. There's another aspect that we didn't touch on today. Tessa brought it up a little earlier. It's the Medicare supplement or Medigap plans. And if you're sitting down looking at your Medicare needs and you're not being um, brought into the loop with Medicare supplements or Medicare Medigap plans, then you're missing an entire vehicle to help you meet your Medicare needs. And she was so surprised that she made a decision without knowing anything about Medicare supplement plans. So there was some interest on her part to look at those going forward this year. So as a broker, we don't really put ourselves into one funnel. We have a whole bunch of arrows in our quiver to help people, you know, meet their needs. And we talk about, you know, all the aspects of Medicare. We talk about Part A and Part B. People can stay on Part A and Part B if they like. We talk about Part A and Part B and adding a prescription drug plan. So that's one solution for folks to meet their Medicare needs. Then we talk about adding a Medicare supplement in there to pick up the holes that Part A and Part B, I mean the deductibles, co-payments. And then lastly, we'll talk about uh, the Medicare Advantage, the Part C plans for them. So, you know, in other words, you're, you're talking to a broker because they're not, they, ha- they don't have some incentive to steer away from one product and, and deliver another one. Well, my guests today have been from the Alera Group, A-L-E-R-A. You can find Alera Group online or give Bob a call at 717-574-2448. Those of us at Keystone Elder Law, keystoneelderlaw.com would also like to be a resource for you. Go onto the website, keystoneelderlaw.com. Use the workshops tab to sign up for an upcoming educational webinar. They're all free. Take them in from the comfort of your home. And I hope you'll join us here again next week. Bob and Tessa from Alera Group, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having us, Patrick. 
see you next week on the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law on News Radio WHP 580.